Hello, friends, and welcome to Unofficial Grief Rulebook, a grief advice podcast where each week we will look at the most commonly asked questions about grief, loss, death, dying, and everything in between. I'm your host, Katie Ziccarelli, a licensed clinical social worker, grief advocate, and widow. As a reminder, while I am a licensed mental health professional, this podcast is in no way a replacement for your own individual therapy and is really meant to be informational. You should always consider your specific situation, and as always, remember, there is no rule book in grief. On today's episode, let's talk about how do you know if you are ready to basically fill in the blank? Ready to stop wearing a wedding ring? Move out? Get rid of personal items? Date again? The list could go on forever. Let's get into it. I think that this should be abundantly clear by now. (laughs) But grief is very different for everybody. So when we talk about even something like this of how do I know when I'm ready to do literally anything, it is going to be different for every single person. I am a widow, so those are who I tend to speak to the most about some, some of these changes. And the variety of answers that I have have seen and like heard from people on when they took their wedding ring off, for example, varies from immediately to even years later, they still wear their ring. So it's going to be different for everybody. And that is perfectly okay. Whatever decision you are thinking of making, whatever change you are considering, It's okay if it looks different for you than it does for somebody else. And with that, someone will always have an opinion on what they think you should be doing. But they are not you. And that is a really difficult and like frustrating thing to remember sometimes. And have to remember, I should say, like, it's a really frustrating thing to have to remember, like, they're not me. And therefore, their opinions are kind of irrelevant. But it's a fact of the matter. Like, this is just something that as grievers, we have to deal with is being inundated with other people's opinions. So just prepare yourself for that. So how do you know when you're ready? This might seem a little, little silly. But in trying to determine when do you know if you are ready, it might be easier to discern when you know you're not ready. I think in some ways, this feeling is easier to identify. Like we know when we're not ready to do something because it feels almost unbearable, especially in grief. There's like... There's a pit in your stomach. There's a tightness in your chest. And it just is a different type of feeling than being unsure. It is a hard, hard pass. I don't, I, you know, I'm, I can feel it. I can feel it. I can feel it in just trying to describe it, what it feels like. That it is just this unexplainable sensation of knowing that in your heart, it is not something that is for you. And a lot of times that physical feeling and that gut reaction is what you have to listen to. There's probably better words to put to it than what my brain is currently allowing me to come up with. But 
you know, like, you know, when you've known something is wrong, like somebody is asking you to do something and your instinct is to say no, but maybe you feel peer pressure to do it. That feeling, <laughs> that feeling of something being wrong is how you know when you're not ready to do something. And that's okay. It's really okay to listen to that and to say, this doesn't feel right to me. This does not feel good to me. And I therefore don't want to start dating again. I therefore don't want to take off my wedding ring. I don't want to get rid of their personal items. I don't want to get rid of the things that I bought for them that I will now never be able to get them. I don't want to get rid of their letters, whatever it might be. It's okay to listen to that and to follow through with it. I think that we can't talk about how to know when or if you are ready or not ready for something without acknowledging the piece of advice that is often given about not making any changes in the first year. This is something that is often said of when you experience a significant loss, don't make any changes in the first year because the grief is the heaviest and it's the hardest and you you might make a decision that you regret. And while I do think that there might be some truth to that, I also think it is dismissive of the fact that there are some changes that are unavoidable. There are some things that just have to be done. And when that's the case, it complicates grief in a different way. Like you're not given the opportunity to decide if you were or were not ready for that because you just have to do it. And I say that because I think when there are things that you might not have any control over, it becomes all that more important to really take your time with the decisions that you do have control over. Sometimes it can be really easy to just quickly make decisions about everything because some of your decisions are being made for you. But the reality is, is that might be when it's time to really latch on to what you do have control over and give yourself that permission to make decisions about what you can, when you can, and decide when something really truly is right for you. Some of the decisions that you might make, you have an ability to go back on also. You know, if we're talking about wearing something, if you stop wearing your wedding ring and it is just eating you up inside, put it back on. Just just start wearing it again. There's no rules. There is absolutely no rules. And who cares what anybody thinks? If you moved and you regret that, move back. Move back. Do whatever you need to do. If you lost your partner and you're unsure of when you're ready to start dating again, test the waters. Start, you know, download that dating app. Talk to somebody. See how it feels. If it feels terrible, delete the app. It's fine. It's okay to do what you need to do. It's okay to make changes on the changes. (laughs) You know, it's okay to change your mind especially on the things where that's possible. For the things that you can't undo, it's okay to wait. It's okay to wait until it feels in your gut like it's the right thing to do. 
because once you give something away, you can't get it back. Unless it's given to a family member, then you might be able to, but it's a little bit different. But if you're donating, you're donating clothes, you're donating items, materials, whatever the case might be, it's okay to wait until you're really certain that that is what you are ready for. That is something that I really do encourage careful consideration for if you have the ability to do so. You know, again, that gets complicated when you might not have the have a choice. But if you do, if you have an ability to wait, then do that. Give yourself that time. Give yourself that space to really decide if you're ready. And remember that you can only do your best in the moment that you are currently in. And when you're making a decision, it's okay to make it for what you need in that current moment. Sometimes you can only do what you can in order to get through and survive the current set of circumstances that you're in. And I think that has to be okay too. I think sometimes depending on the circumstances of the loss that you're experiencing, we underestimate the need of going into survival mode. And sometimes that means getting rid of things. Sometimes that means making changes. Sometimes that means moving to a new town. And that's okay because surviving surviving is important. Surviving is the most important thing. So how do you know when you are ready? Well, This is going to be a really irritating answer. I think in a lot of ways, you will just know. Like you will just know in your gut that you're ready. In some ways, that same feeling of when you know that you're not ready because something just doesn't feel right to you will happen again in the reverse. You will suddenly start feeling like having these things is more weight on you than the thought of getting rid of them. There will be a change in the way that your body feels and you will just know. A lot of it has so much to do with just like listening to your own instincts and testing the waters in in the ways that you're able to. I think that it's also really important to find support from non-judgmental people. Like I said before, there's always going to be somebody that's going to have an opinion about what you're doing and what they think you should be doing. Like, Lord, have mercy on me. The amount of people who had opinions on me dating again. <laughs> um, it's really fascinating sometimes the the amount of advice that people think that you want to hear. So there's always going to be people that are giving opinions and that makes it really important to find non-judgmental people who are going to just support you in the decisions that you're making and just have your best interests at heart. Like you just need somebody to make sure that you're being safe and that's all that really matters. And with that, it's okay to not share any of the changes that you're making. It's okay to not talk about it with people. It's okay if you just need to do it for you and not mention it. It's okay if you need to keep it to yourself. 
And it's also really okay to take your time. Making changes is hard. Knowing when you're ready for something and when you're not ready for something is is a really difficult part of grief that I don't I don't think is given as much attention as it should be. And I would love to hear from you on your thoughts on this topic and how did you know when you were ready for something? Was it just that gut reaction that I'm talking about? Or was there something a little bit more specific that you were able to do to to kind of figure it out? I will say that this is where I think something like journaling is really helpful. I think that writing and reflecting in that way can be really beneficial. Also therapy. Therapy is great. Go to therapy. Um, but sometimes when you're ready to make changes, it can show up in those ways. It can show up in conversations with trusted people, whether that's a trusted friend, a trusted family member, or a licensed mental health professional, or it can show up in your writing. And you might notice changes in the way that you are writing about your feelings and writing about your grief and writing about these decisions that you're currently, you know, toying with. So that might be something worth trying to do is just to start writing and putting down on paper or talking to somebody that you can confide in about your current feelings around some of these ideas and see how they change and evolve over time. But again, I would love to hear from you, would love to hear your thoughts. So please feel free to send me a message or comment on the Post on my Instagram page and let me know what your thoughts are on uh, knowing when, when you're ready and not ready. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. To submit a question to be answered on a future episode, please head to my website, www.goodgriefbites.com slash podcast or email me at goodgriefbites at gmail.com. For a transcript and show notes of today's episode, head to goodgriefbites.com slash show notes. Be sure to follow me on TikTok and Instagram for small bites of no BS grief support at goodgriefbites. Until next week, remember, only you can decide when you are ready for something. And you are doing the absolute best that you can with the circumstances that you are in. And no one else is living in your shoes and is able to say what is best for you. And at the end of the day, don't forget, there is no rule book in grief.